0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. We here.
1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate.
3: Hey, Bills fans. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Guys, thank you so much for joining us in this special week 14 preview episode between your Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. This episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York on exit 41 off Route 90. We are joined by a very special guest. We had him on last season before the Bills Chiefs uh, week six matchup matchup and then again before the Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. He's a former second round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs in 1991. He played with the Chiefs for five years, including with Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana. He is the host of the Believe in Chiefs podcast with Jeff Fettiton. I'd like to welcome Joe Valerio back to the podcast. Joe, it is an honor to talk to you again. How are you doing?
1: Nate, it's great to be with you. So, uh, yeah, doing well. Gosh, it's been a while and, uh, you know, but the seasons come by fast, don't they? It's like, I can't believe we're already, you know, 12, 13 weeks into the season and we're thinking about playoff pictures and, you know, it's uh, time flies, I guess, when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, but as a Bills fan, we were
3: talking right before the podcast that it's, 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 it's dragged on a little bit longer this season than most seasons. But I mean, I have to ask you so the, the Chiefs Packers, we're recording this on a Monday. The Chiefs Packers game just happened yesterday. Um, what is the feeling of Chiefs Kingdom right now after that 27 to 19 loss to the Packers?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think this is definitely um, a fan base that's gotten a little spoiled, probably much like the Bills fan base, right, over the last several years with the playoff runs and the deep playoff runs and having lots of marquee players uh, to populate your roster. So I think right now the Chiefs fans are thinking, man, you know, um, woe is me, you know, what happened? And and they've got to like, I think Chiefs fans have to put some things into perspective that, you know, Defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, other head coaches don't sit around just wringing their hands all off season. They come up with ways to beat teams. And when you have su- sort of the success that the chiefs have had, of course, you know, people are going to look to find ways to combat, you know, an offense that can be as, you know, powerful as the chiefs. Or, you know, when you look at what the Steve Spagnuolo has done with their defense, their the off- other offensive coordinators are going to look at ways to beat his defenses that he continually tries to evolve. So other people are out there doing their thing too, so I think Chiefs fans need to realize that. And um, but they're you know they're a little down right now because I f- they felt like um, I think a lot of Chiefs fans felt like this was going to be a run through this last half of the season. Once they started seeing how other teams were playing that they were going to be able to kind of maybe, I don't want to say cruise, nobody cruises in the NFL, but at least cruise a little bit more than usual during this last half, especially with some of the struggles that the Bengals have had. Um, You know, they got past the dolphins in Germany. They, you know, they, they, they gave the Eagles everything they had. That was a very, you know, that was a good game. It was a good rematch of the Super Bowl, And I don't think Chiefs fans were as disappointed by that, but, I think they may have looked past the Packers a little bit. They're an up-and-coming team. Jordan Love is doing his thing. I mean, he is going to be a good quarterback in this league. Um, the Green Bay running game, which was generally pretty anemic, uh, actually they found some success against the Chiefs, which the Chiefs' defense has been playing pretty well. Nate, you know, without getting too much into it already, you know, I think if as Bills fans are w- getting ready for this game, the one thing they're going to have to look at is, is watch the – um this receiving core of the Chiefs, I think it's their Achilles heel right now. I think their inability to be as effective as they have been in the past, in the pa- you know, in the passing game with receivers who could be a little bit more explosive and provide a little bit more down the field, you know, vertical stretch. Um, the Chiefs just right now don't have a whole lot going on in the receiving core other than Travis Kelsey. And you don't want your star tight end, always be the marquee receiver, right? You got to have other options to support his you know, his style. And I think that's really what this Chiefs team is missing. And I think something that the Bills will probably take advantage of. Well, what's interesting about the Chiefs is they kind of
3: do things that some Bills fans would like the Bills to do in the draft, like they drafted Sky Moore early. They drafted um, Rasheed Rice early last season. And you know the Bills look at that and it's just like, well, we haven't drafted a wide receiver above what the second round in like five or six years or third round, so it's been a while since the Bills have actually put some draft capital. Now that the Bills drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round this last season, so yeah, um, so they put some draft capital in it. But I look at the, I look at the Chiefs. I'm like, that's the blueprint because that's what you want to do. But now that you're mentioning it, like they're they're, they're struggling a little bit offensively. Do you think that's because maybe they lost a few veteran free agent pieces because Tyreek's been gone for two seasons now. He wasn't there for that Super Bowl run last season. What's the big difference between that season and this season? Is it is it the matter of the of defensive coordinators being able to scheme on this Chiefs team unlike they've been able to do in the past? Or is it the lack of weapons of lack you know, losing Juju Smith Schuster, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's been a cumulative effect. Not to take the easy answer Nate, I don't, you know, don't want to take the easy way out, but I think it's been a cumulative degradation of their passing game. Um, you know, losing Tyreek, they they were still they were still in a mode with the with the group that they had last year where, you know, they started to um they started to attack d- defenses a little bit differently with, you know, I think Juju gave them a little bit of a dimension that they don't have right now. Um, you know, I, MBS doesn't seem to really be the back shoulder Terrell Owens, Randy Moss type receiver that I think maybe they hoped that he would be for them. You know, like they give him that big long body out there, out on the numbers, and throw the ball up and and hope he gets it, and give give Patrick Mahomes that option. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's just been. It's been a just a lack of being able to get those guys, you know, to number one catch the ball. I mean, they've had some struggles just catching the ball and they just don't have that sure handed, you know, Julian Edelman type that's gonna catch everything in his cylinder and more. Um, it's just been a been a very strange year for them. And and I think their their willingness to go a little deeper into the run game, maybe what's hindering them a little bit. You know, they're Isaiah Pacheco is really turning out to be a really nice addition to this team. And for a while, it seemed like he was complimentary to what they were doing in the passing game. Now they seem to be – the Chiefs seem to be focusing on him. And and I think it's actually it's, – it's holding them back and sort of they're regressing in the pass game right now because they're just not – they're not doing it. And, and I think what they're also doing uh, or not doing, Nate, is just going with one receiver and just making that receiver – their number one target and i think it is to to me it's Rasheed rice like he's he's the guy that they need in the red zone cuz they didn't use him in the red zone against the packers which was crazy cuz they you know they targeted him like eight or nine times um you know he ha- he had eight catches i believe uh in the game against the packers and you know he was really on when they wanted him to be on and then they got into the red zone and he was like where's Rasheed rice he like he wasn't in there And I know Travis is great, you know, around, you know, around the goal line and everything, but it just, it was, it was odd that they didn't go with one receiver and just until it doesn't work. And that's what I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping they just pick Rasheed rice, go with him so that once they start targeting him, it'll open things up for Travis Kelsey and it'll open things up for the other receivers. That's, that's what has been sort of their secret sauce is, is, is the just, rather than receiving by committee, you know, just go with one of your big targets and then go with it until until the other team stops you. And then that opens everything else up. And and that's what I was hoping they did against the Packers. And when Jeff and I were talking about it on, on our podcast, that was my my wish was I was hoping that they just you know, went with him and, and, and that would force the Packers to then either try to double cover him. And then that leaves Travis Kelsey open, or it leaves some of the other receivers open. So it it just, it isn't happening for them in the passing game right now. There's, there's just something missing. And I think even the chiefs, as good as they are, as, as a, you know, as Andy Reid, is his offensive mind, he's. I think he's even struggling with it right now.
3: So, an interesting thing just about the the Chiefs' season in general that you just touched on is that you know, look, there's been a bunch of narratives about the Buffalo Bills' season from a fan perspective, um, and I'm not as privy to the Chiefs. I know like the big general um, narratives going on about that. Uh, one of them being that the offense isn't as productive as normal. Uh, I think that. Like it's a similar thing with the Buffalo Bills, as at least as of late, is that except the Bills are six and six and everyone's like, what's going on compared to eight and four? You're like, well, you're still, you know, leading the conference. You're still in good shape. Um, you know, I look at that and I think to myself, you know, if, if the defense hadn't lost three starters for the Buffalo Bills, they might be eight and four as well. And nobody's talking about it. Um, are the, is this the most common narrative amongst? like Chiefs fans as well is it's like what's going on with the offense and man this defense is really good and holding this team together.
1: Yeah, that that's what most people in the Kansas City camps are saying, right? They're saying that man, whoo, thank goodness they're having an up year on defense because, you know, the offense is isn't staying out on the field. I mean, they're having you're seeing more, you know, they didn't have a whole lot last night um, you know, as we're recording this uh for that Packers game, but um, you know, they you know, we've definitely seen more, more three and outs. Um, You don't see a lot of sustained drives um, that you used to see. And, and I think we're seeing a lot of field goals, right? there's just, something is missing in the red zone as well. And, you know, that is, you know, that is something I think that has a lot of people scratching their heads is, you know, what is this chiefs team doing um, or not doing, I should say on offense, that's not, bringing back or evoking those same feelings of wow this is a magical team that can do you know pretty much anything you know when they need to and you know you look at their resume this year you know it's it, you know it really hasn't been that great I mean they opened the season with a loss but you know my one of my biggest mantras is that September is the new preseason right so you can't you know, I can't take that Detroit loss on opening day. you got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt. You know, it's the first game of the year. Detroit's a really good team. We see that they're, you know, they're playing really well, they're playing good football right now. I mean, that was a good team they played, and they lost. Now, they did, you know, they did okay against Jacksonville. I mean, it was 17 to 9. Like, it wasn't like they blew them out. I mean, Jacksonville, we know, is a playoff caliber team. Um you know, the, and then you go through the you go through the schedule game by game. I mean, yeah, they they blew Chicago out, but come on, it's Chicago. They struggled with the Jets. You know, they they beat Minnesota by a touchdown. They barely got by Denver the first time, and then lost them the second time. Um, you know, the Chargers are the Chargers. I mean, they had they were. I thought they were going to win the game in Germany against Miami, forty-two to nothing. The next thing you know, it's twenty-one fourteen, and they're fighting for their lives. And then you know, bam two losses in the last three games, you know, one to Philly and and the one to Green Bay, which the, the Green Bay game was one I definitely think they were looking past um as they were getting ready for Buffalo and then and then ultimately, you know, with with Cincinnati o- on the schedule. Now I know we know Cincinnati's not the team they were, but you still when you're looking at that schedule down the road back in the early part of the season, you know that Chiefs fans and Chiefs alike had the Eagles, the B- the Bills and the and the Bengals all circled on the last half of the season and including that Miami game with the Tariq, you know, Hill kind of revenge game air quote, right? I mean, there was a lot of games that they had circled on their calendar. And this team just seems to be looking past other teams. And, and they're just not, you know, they're just, 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 either they're not the same team they were, or all the other teams are catching up, which is something that, you know, you'd expect in the NFL, right? You don't expect people just to, to, uh, you know, just, Cowtail and 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 be done with you know and let let the Chiefs do their thing right. I mean, it's um so so it is going to be an interesting second half of the season and this this Buffalo game is going to be one you watch that people are going to be tuning in because they want to really see how the Chiefs can react to losing two games of their last three and you know some are saying that Buffalo. If they lose this game, with the, with the look at the rest of the AFC, if Buffalo loses this game, it could be the end of the season. Now, granted, it's, there's still you know five, four, there'll be four more games left after that, but still, um, if they lose that game, it is going to be um, a really tough road to hoe.
3: Yeah, we were looking at that as a, as a podcast, and looking at the Chiefs Eagles game as like one part of the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and then everyone else is the second part of the rest of the season. Because I'm like, well, if you can go one and two in those games and go, you know, three and one the rest of the way, then you can still potentially make make a run at, the, at a spot like that. But yeah, losing both of these games um, would be really tough for for the Buffalo Bills to make the playoffs. Their back is against the wall, and let me know what you think about this, Joe, just because, you know, you follow the Chiefs so closely and you know you were just mentioning the Bengals with Joe Burrow being out. To me, it kind of seems like before it was the AFC goes through the Chiefs and the Bengals, and as a Bills fan, like you have to beat at least one of those two teams and like you're it's going to be a really really tough out. Now the Bengals are probably not going to make the playoffs now without Joe, Joe Burrow. Um you know the pit, Pittsburgh the Steelers, the Colts, like two or three different teams the, the Browns, all these teams are on their second string quarterbacks. Um you know the Jaguars are not unbeatable. Uh for the first time it feels like the Chiefs are not unbeatable. Is it a potential like I look at it as a Bills fan, if they get in they could potentially do damage just because the the AFC isn't, you know, so top heavy that no one can be beat. I mean, do you kind of look at that way, you know, from a Chiefs fan perspective a little bit differently than previous seasons in that way that I do?
1: Yeah, I totally, I, I think for, for a team that, you know, and I mean no offense by this um, but obviously the record shows a a team that is middling right now. Right. And the bills are middling. They're six and six. They have a 500 record. Um, I think the AFC lends itself much better to a a solid team that's just having its struggles, right? Like the Bills are. I mean, they're not a middling team because they're not a good team. They're a middling team because of things like you said, Nate, they've had some injuries, you know, um, you know, things just sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. I mean, if anybody who, you know, I'm sure watched that Bills and, and Eagles game, which I thought was a fantastic game and, you know, I was, uh, you know, watching that one in a couple of different reasons because you know, I'm trying to figure out what the bills, who the bills are going to be, getting ready for this Chiefs game, and then I'm also, you know, I live in Philadelphia and and I grew up an Eagles fan, so I was watching that game in a couple of different ways, and and I and I like the Bills too, I really do, I really really like the Bills as an organization. Um, I, I think they're full of a team of character, um, and and, and they're resilient, and and I really do, um. I really do appreciate appreciate it, but I was watching that game from a lot of different lenses, and, and I was watching, <clears throat> watching that game and thinking, you know, the Bills <coughs> can beat anybody in the AFC. Now, I say that with the NFC is a little bit, would be a little bit more of a struggle. So I'm, I'm actually playing into your hand here and, and kind of agreeing with what you said. I think the NFC for a middling team, again, I mean, no offense by that, uh, to the bills, but like a team that's kind of struggling to get into the playoffs and their, their backs are against the wall. I think I wouldn't want to be in the NFC um, and and sneak into the, and not sneak in, but like, you know, kind of take the back door into the playoffs because I think you'd run into, you know, there's, there's some buzzsaws there that I think, I think in the, in the NFC that would, um, it would cause some, some problems. I think you, between the Eagles and the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the lions like I think it would be like all right it's just it's going to be just a matter of time but to go along with what you were saying in the AFC I really feel like if the Bills can pull it together and a couple of things can happen whether they beat the Chiefs or you know they go on a run um, towards the end of the season and and get themselves into the playoffs there's there's no one that this team the Buffalo Bills couldn't beat and and we've seen that right the Bills have championship dna man they're like you know they're there um and and all the players on the team know what it's like to be there and and to and to get into the playoffs so it's not going to be anybody's first rodeo which would be scary especially if they got matched up against somebody like uh jacksonville or something or you know i wouldn't want to be i wouldn't want to be the jacksonville jaguars and you know have the bills you know sneak into the playoffs and you think you got well we're just you know, we're the, we're the whatever seed and the bills are whatever seed. I wouldn't, uh, that would scare me if I were, you know, like the dolphins, you know, or, and even really the chiefs. And we'll see what that looks like uh, this week. If, you know, if they hang with each other, it's gonna be interesting.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
3: So you mentioned a couple of different ways that, you know, you really like the Bills organization. You like their championship DNA. Like, I, I'm i very intrigued by you saying that, not because, you know, I don't think you're right, but like you're a former player. So your opinion matters a lot more than someone like mine who has never played the game. And, uh, you know, we just had on our network, uh, you know, Eric Wood, Jerry Ostrowski, and John Fina talking uh, about uh, yeah. former offensive linemen also. Yeah. Talking about um, Sean McDermott and a big, you know, uh, narrative that's just come up, you know, in the last few games or almost the entire season since they've been losing has been whether Sean McDermott needs to go or not. And, you know, Eric, you know, Jerry and John were like, you know, they, they were all consensus no from the outside. Like the guys are still playing. They're still, you know, playing hard. They haven't given up on on their coach yet. They haven't given up on their team yet. Let, I mean, from your perspective, do you see something similar? I mean, is it is the DNA based on like the GM and what he's built for the players? Or is it the coaching? Or what do you what do you mean when you say that? And, and do you agree with them?
1: yeah no well first of all thanks for bringing up some great names john and i were contemporaries john fina and um and and jerry and i were actually teammates in kansas city and wow. uh we grew up jerry Ostrowski and i probably grew up maybe 40 minutes from each other here in the philadelphia area he went to o and j roberts high school i went to ridley high school and um my niece actually went to o and j roberts high school so um, I know very well uh, the area, and I know Jerry very well, and, and he's, he's a great guy. We had a chance to play together, which was, which was really fun. Um, and, you know, good old number 70, boy, he was he was he was a great one. Um, and, but I, th- I think, you, I just, I mean, you know, you go back historically, right? You just look at teams, and, you know, I think about my era with the Bills that we played. I mean, those teams that went to the four straight Super Bowls, and, we, you know, we lost to the Bills in the AFC Championship game And and at Rich Stadium um, back in, which was the 93 season, but it was in, you know, obviously the calendar year of 1994 by the time you got to that deep into the playoffs. And, um, you know, that just, you know, that team just was, they they had it all, right? I mean, they were a team and they just, I think the Bills just kind of kept building on that foundation. Obviously, like every organization has its ups and downs since, you know, it was 30 plus years ago, um, you know, from those, some of those squads. That you know went to the four straight Super Bowls, but I think there's something there with that and that history and that legacy um, and the fan base that brings that together and, and brings that to bear. But then, but then you just look at you know you look at the ro- you look at this roster and you know you think about Josh Allen and and what he's done in his young career so far, and, and you think about Stephon Diggs, and you know you think about some of these guys that you know that really have you know rebuilt and retooled this organization and they, they just all know what it's like to be there and and to to play the Chiefs in the AFC championship game to you know to be deep into the playoffs year after year um, I just think it's I just think it's it's fun to watch and um, it's also fun to watch when I think about you know what a, a, an organization like Buffalo represents, right? Like Kansas City and Buffalo, I think are very similar in probably their market size, right? From a, a TV market perspective and, you know, the kind of uh, fan base that you have that, you know, you don't have a whole lot of other things going on, right? Other other than, you know, basically the Bills and Chiefs. I mean, yeah, granted, you got the Sabres, Um, but, and, and the chiefs have the, the, or Kansas city has the Royals, but like, it's not a huge, like four sport pro town, you know, you got some colleges, but they're kind of off a little bit, right. You do have Mizzou and, and, and case you and K state, but they're kind of like, they're not in Kansas city. Right. So fans have to like travel around. So it's not like a, it's a town that really focuses on, on football, right. Especially, you know, um, you know, especially you know these two organizations, it's, football is kind of king in in both cities. And I don't know, I just feel like there's that connection there, and in, in, in sort of the the fan base and 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 what they have um, to look forward to as they as these seasons kind of gear up. So yeah, that's why I just think it's you know, and I respect that because you know some of these big market teams, you know, it's of course players. You know, if you're a free agent and you know you're at the end of your career and you've won a Super Bowl or whatever, and you know. Hey, maybe I want to go live in LA, right. And see what it's like, or I want to go somewhere where it's warm and be in Tampa or Miami, right. Or, or maybe even try New York, right. You know, kind of, you know, the center of the universe, right. Playing for the giants or jets or, but like, you know, I just think Buffalo and Kansas city are those towns that like, I don't know, they just, it is breathe football. And I love that. Like, it's, so I think the championship DNA goes deeper than just wins and losses. I think it goes deep into just sort of the tradition and sort of the feel that you get. You know, when you walk out onto to play a uh, play a team like the Bills and and what they represent.
3: So the the thought about Sean McDermott, then, I mean, what are your thoughts on, like, I mean, is it time for him to go or or just so the big narrative right now for us is like, you know, the Bills are two and six on games decided by you know eight points or less, one score or less, right? They're two yeah. and six. So last year they were seven and three. Nobody had an issue. Now this year, to me, sure, it, things could have been done differently absolutely i'm not giving sean mcdermott a pass that none of it is his fault but then sometimes i mean you watch the eagles game so you know like sometimes a little bit of officiating sometimes the ball bounces the wrong way like there and as a former player like sometimes aren't there seasons where the ball just bounces the wrong way and it's just like there's not necessarily one person to blame, but it's an aggregate of things. But, but fans, you know, we have one track mind. We're like, this has to, this is the problem, right? You can't, you can't fire officials and you can't fire, you know, uh, turnover. So you got to like think about firing the coach, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Nate, I, 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 get that. And, and I, um, I get that fans, you know, sometimes feel that way about, you know, about a coach and, you know, I look at the the Vikings, right? They go from having that season just you know where everything went right and they won all those games last minute drives winning games by a point, two points, three points and then all of a sudden they're on the they're on just like the bills they're on the opposite end of that this year, right where they're losing those same games that they won last year and that's football, right but here's here's what I would tell fans, you know, just from having a little bit of gray hair here is thinking about, when you've got a really good coach who 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 knows how to win, I mean, you know, just look at McDermott's record, right, over the course. He's sixty-eight and forty-one. He's got a six hundred and twenty-four, you know, a sixty-two point four percent winning percentage, right? So it's like he finished last three seasons, right, first in the AFC, so three division champions, finished second year they lost to the Texans in the wildcard game, went to the playoffs in his first year, right, against the Jags. Like You look at this and you're thinking, what would you – do you want to sacrifice that momentum? Because the story that I always use, I always go back to uh, Marty Schottenheimer leaving the Cleveland Browns. I mean, people – like Marty's big knock was he can't win the big one, right? He can't win the big one. And, And he gets to the playoffs and he can't win. And, you know, like where were the Browns since, right? I mean, yeah, they had a year or two here. But, like, he had that organization rolling. It got to, you know, two AFC championships. Yeah, did he win them and go to the big one? No, but, you know, boy, did he provide uh, an, an organization that – or he provided uh, the fans with an organization that was going to win, you know, week in and week out and it, to give fans something really to, to to root for. And then they fire him. And, and where did they go from there they like went in the tank and they were they never really came back to the same prominence that that he had brought that team to and i know i'm i'm this is old history and i'm going back you know way a ways here back to the late 80s you know early 90s but but that's what it it always makes me feel like when you have something good in a coach and, and he's doing the right things there's only going to be one team that hoists that Lombardi trophy out of 32 every year. And it's only been back to back since uh, what, 2003, 2004, right? So it's been almost 30 or 20 years since a team has done it. When, when, when the Patriots did it right with Tom Brady, almost 20 years ago, one back to back Super Bowl So, ah, you know, I just, I hope fans can take a deep breath and say, all right, we've, they've, it's been a good run. Some, like you said, Nate, some, some weeks, the ball doesn't bounce some seasons. The ball doesn't bounce your way. But have faith, you got a winning organization, three division championships in the last 3 years. Yeah, we're 6 and 6 now but the season's still, yeah, we're still there, man, right? If they if they beat the Chiefs, they win out, they beat the Dolphins, they, they get some of these marquee wins, it gets some momentum in the playoffs and like you said, who knows what can happen. So, I'm not a big believer in f- ousting a coach when you've had such good success. Because I, I've seen it happen way too many times where they that happens, and then teams have a hard time recovering from that, and it takes a really long time.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad you you brought up all those things, Joe, and and I'm gonna end it on that because it was so well put. Um, people can find your podcast for anything Chiefs related at the Believe in Chiefs podcast. You do a great job with Jeff Edington. I was just listening um, to your to your matchup uh, preview uh, against the Packers. I haven't caught the recap yet. Um, but I, where can people find you on social media on on Twitter, on Instagram,
1: or X, or whatever you want to call it? Instagram. Yeah, yeah, sh- sure. Most of my hand my handle is always at Joe Valerio seventy three. So my old uh, Kansas City number, and uh, yeah, I believe podcast is b-l-e-a-v believe in chiefs on the believe podcast network and have a have fun doing it you know we talk a lot of football if if you listen in we do a lot of analysis on offensive line play or position grouping or sometimes the league itself so you know it's not always 100 percent chief centric so if you just want to listen in for you know a little bit of uh, entertaining uh, information i try to Give a lot of uh, insider stories from my experiences playing, much like you know John and Jerry probably did when they were sharing their their time with you. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. But thanks, Nate, for having me on. It's always great to be with you, and I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. I, I've I had this game circled on my calendar, and, and I'm not disappointed because it's an eight and four, six and six matchup. I think these are two great teams with great futures, awesome history together playing each other, and I think it's going to be another really really good game. Once
3: again, this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. Thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate Joe Valerio. And looking forward to discussing the Bills Chiefs recap with you guys after the game on Sunday. Go Bills.
2: yeah you find us we breaking the tables we tell it breaking them tables breaking them you know the mafia dangers you see us we breaking the tables them we breaking them tables we breaking them tables we breaking them tables we breaking them breaking them you find us we breaking the tables we tell getting breaking them tables you know the mafia dangers you see us we breaking the tables we breaking them tables we breaking them tables we breaking them tables tables. we breaking them breaking them you know the mafia dangers put a hit out on your favorite team Uh. Fine step digs, he running the scene. Khalil Shakir, he doing his thing. Allen got weapons, shooting the bomb. Mafia mind, please don't step on my shoes. Game day ones, the white, the red, the blues. Hey man, uh, breaking tables is traditional. Yeah. Wishing the fish, look at my drip. Never cheating like Bella Chickens. Sean McDermott never telling the biz. Deion Dark is Mr. Brown, we got Mitch. Gabe Davis told tapping to this. Who making anthems that slapping like Nobody. this? Nobody getting attraction like Nobody. this. Don Brown never been through a table. A Lombardi will get me through a table. This is our year where. Not be a fable This is my year to perform on the table Just to show you that I'm Buffalo ass Going viral, your fans cannot match us Don't you come to our house and just trash us Get the table like Devon and Bubba Ray What's up? What's up? Do you know who we are? Yeah, I know It's the Mafia, baby Uh, uh, Yeah, everybody know uh, Don Brown uh, uh, Get the tables uh, Yeah You find us, we breaking the tables We tell getting breaking them tables Uh, uh, You know the mafia dangers, you see us, we breaking the tables, uh We breaking them, tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them, breaking them You find us, we breaking the tables, we tell getting breaking them tables, uh uh, You know the mafia dangers, you see us, we breaking the tables, uh We breaking them, tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them Tables, we breaking them, breaking them this for the mafia ladies, this shout out, it go to the mafia babes. I'm loving it here, you got mafia braids. Camo hat with a 17 on it, 17 on the earrings, you flaunt it. When it get cold, Buffalo got a sweater hat, and you know the number 17 still on it. Josh Allen in the ring, you want it, Hey, You find us, we breaking the tables, we tell getting breaking them tables, uh, uh. You <circľ> like <to Phyllis> know the mafia dangers, you see us, we breaking the tables, uh We breaking them, tables We breaking them, tables We breaking them, tables We breaking them, breaking them You find us, we breaking the tables, we and breaking them tables, uh, uh, You know the mafia dangers, you see us, we breaking the tables, uh We breaking them, tables We breaking them, tables We breaking them, tables We breaking them, breaking them